My brothers and sisters in the Lord, a few years ago I was serving on a nonprofit board of directors. And one of the gentlemen who was on the board was a Hindu. He was also a professor of religious studies at one of our local universities. And in the course of a conversation one day, he said to me, Father, do you as Catholics know what you have? And I was sort of puzzled by the question, what we have? I'm thinking, what does he think we have? Do we have BO or something? What do we have? And so he went on to say, you know, most religions or almost all religions have some form of a God. They have some form of an altar. They have some form or notion of sacrifice. They even have some form or notion of a worshiper. He said, but you as Catholics have something unique compared to all other world religions. He said, you have a savior and you have a community, a congregation. And when he said that, I thought that was very interesting because oftentimes, my brothers and sisters, we take those things for granted. Hopefully, praise God, all of us know we have a savior. For the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. As the angel said to Joseph in his dream, do not be afraid to take Mary into your home. She will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son so we may not perish but have eternal life. We do have a savior. But the other part of that comment I thought was also interesting. We have a community, a family, a congregation. We have a parish family. And that, my brothers and sisters, is very, very important in our life as Catholics. That is why we gather around the altar of our God, not simply as individuals, but as a parish family. The pilgrim church on earth, the church militant united with the church triumphant, singing songs of praise and worship together, at the wedding feast of the Lamb. There is, my brothers and sisters, that corporate dimension of our prayer life, that corporate dimension of who we are as a people of God, as St. Paul refers to as the body of Christ that make up the church. And as we think about that, my brothers and sisters, it means that you and I have certain responsibilities as we come together as a family of faith. And it's very important that we live out those responsibilities. Scott Hahn once wrote that hospitality is the essence of the kingdom. Hospitality is the essence of the kingdom. Now as the family of God, we are called to be hospitable. I think all of us know what hospitality is. And oftentimes we live it out in our own families, the domestic church. Sometimes we don't. But we're called to live it out as a parish family. What does that mean? Well, you know the old saying. Sometimes we walk in and we say to ourselves, that person is sitting in my pew. We're really being hospitable. 
or someone's trying to get into the pew, I'm not pushing down. I always sit on the end. You see, my friends, hospitality is the essence of the kingdom. Remember during the Jubilee year, our Holy Father of Happy Memory, Pope St. John Paul II, used the phrase, open wide the doors to Christ. Open wide the doors of our heart to our Savior, our Redeemer, to the Lord and Jesus Christ, and open the doors of our heart to other individuals as a means and a way of evangelization, of bringing the good news into the streets and to the person next to us. And so as we live out this corporate dimension, as we live out this communal dimension of what it means to be the body of Christ, Jesus has, right at the beginning of the gospel, something very important for us to remember. It's a very difficult teaching, Jesus says to his disciples, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. What does that mean, my friends? It means that we have a responsibility to one another because we're part of the body of Christ that is the church. We have a responsibility to one another. And that responsibility means, my brothers and sisters, that you and I, are called by God to ensure that not only in our own life we're walking the way of the gospel, but also helping others to walk the way of the gospel as well. Because oftentimes what happens is that we see somebody wallowing in their sinfulness and we say to ourselves, it's really not my concern, nothing for me to do. We see people, my brothers and sisters, going down the wrong path and we look the other way. But you see, my friends, we have a responsibility. And let me make something very clear. To allow someone to stay in their sinfulness is not love. We have this totally distorted notion of love in our society. And even sometimes in the church. Because I love you, I'm not going to say anything to you. Well, my brothers and sisters, if I love you, I want your good. And if I love you, I desire your eternal salvation. And if I love you, I don't want you to stay in the gutter. I'm not talking, my brothers and sisters, about going out and being judgmental. I'm talking about acting out of love because Jesus says we have that responsibility. Now you may say, well, Father, it says if your brother sins against you, the person do, didn't do anything against me. Well, let us remember, my friends, every time we sin, we tarnish our relationship with God and with one another. And that's why in the sacrament of confession or reconciliation, we are reconciled back to God and to the church, the body of Christ. Because every sin has an effect on each and every one of us. We bear that responsibility. Do we have the courage, my friends, to live it out in charity? I remember a woman telling me one time that she knew of someone who was having an extramarital affair. And she said she didn't know what to do, she didn't know how to handle it. And so one day, the woman was sitting in front of her in church. And so she simply put her hand on her shoulder and she whispered in her ear, 
Don't throw away something beautiful. I'm praying for you. And she said, that was it. And she said, honestly, she didn't know what happened after that. Until many, many years later where she was at a high school graduation. And the son of that woman who was, was in the extramarital affair at the time, he was graduating from high school. And she saw the woman at the graduation. The woman broke down in tears and she hugged her. And she thanked her. And she said, I needed to hear that. I needed to know that. It changed my life. It saved my marriage. It saved my family. My brothers and sisters, it's part of our responsibility to preach the good news, whether within our own families or those around us each and every day, and not people, allow people to wallow in their sinfulness as we wouldn't want others to allow us to do the same. I don't know about in your family, but in my family, my mother has no problem telling me when there's something that she doesn't like or that I'm doing wrong, she's also pure Sicilian, has something to do with it. But you see, my friends, it's important. It's what it means when we're called to be part of the body of Christ, which is the church. So we have this responsibility. The second thing that we remember that because we are part of a community, a parish family, to live out this call, then we're also called to gather together for communal prayer and communal worship. What does Jesus say at the end of the gospel? Amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which you are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. Do we gather together in prayer? to pray for not only our needs, but the needs of others and the needs of the world, the needs of our nation and our community, whatever that may be at the given time. And do we, because we're part of this body of Christ, because we gather around the altar of our God, do we reach out to others? Because we are also walking the journey of faith. Oftentimes, I use the images that walking the journey of faith many times seems like we're in darkness. In the sense that we hear the call of God, come and follow me, but we don't have all the answers, we don't see all the outcomes, but we walk out in faith and we put out our hand and we trust that God is going to grab it. And if God's grabbing one hand, my brothers and sisters, what is our call as the body of Christ? We're called to put out the other hand and grab somebody else and help pull them along as well. It's what it means to come together. There's a little story that many of you may have heard at some time in your life. But there was a father who was on his deathbed. He had eight children. And they lived all over the country. And so he had called for all of them to come home. And so because he was dying, they all came home. And when they all arrived home, he asked them all to come into his bedroom. And when they all lined up, all eight of them, he told them, I want you to go outside and find a stick, each and every one of them. They thought that was kind of strange, but Papa was dying, so we're all going to find a stick. So they all went outside and they found a stick. 
And Papa said to them, now I want each of you to break your stick. And then one by one, each of the eight children broke their stick. And then Papa said, I want you to go outside and find another stick. They were getting a little tired and aggravated, but it was Papa. He was dying. They go get their second stick. And now all eight children have a stick. And he said, I want you to pass your sticks down to the eldest son who was on the end. And so the eldest son now had a bundle of sticks, and on his nightstand he had this, um, he had this sort of twine or fishing line or something like that to tie the sticks together. And so he asked the elder son to tie the sticks together into a bundle. And then he said, I want each of you to try to break the sticks. Well, each of the children, it went down the line, and none of them could break the bundle of sticks. To which the father replied, as long as you stick together, as long as you stick together with one another and with your God, and as long as you have your faith, whatever life brings you, it will never break you. My brothers and sisters, that's what it means to have a Savior. That's what it means to be part of the body of Christ, which is the church. And that is why we are called to be a people of hospitality, which is the essence of the kingdom, to invite other people in, to open wide the doors to Christ. Because a recent survey that was released last year said that only one in five people have a true friend. One in five have a true friend. People are lonely, people are isolated, People are searching. We have the good news of great joy. Do we go out and live it? Do we bring it to others in that spirit of hospitality, in that spirit of evangelization? And do we welcome people in? And I know, my brothers and sisters, that everyone here is always so excited because as I tell all my parishioners, wherever I may have been, I have been, the most dangerous place to be is after Mass in the church parking lot. You might get run over. Because people are so excited to go out and proclaim the good news. I know you are. May the Lord continue to build within us that spirit of what it means to be the body of Christ as we gather around this altar so that, yes, praise God, we may go forward so that we may know and so that we may bring others with us that because of our faith, whatever may surround us, whatever may be heavy on our heart, it will never break us because our God is always bigger.